Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Chris. Uh, and before today's episode, I just wanted to put a quick little disclaimer here. Um, today's episode, I have on my brother Will, who's been on the episode on the show a couple times before now, so you guys should know him by now. Um, but I also had a good friend of his and somebody that we've uh, known in the family for a while, uh, Ian Robertson, great guy. Um, and it was really nice to have him on the show. And we had a really good hour, hour ten, hour fifteen minute talk. Uh, and it was really fun, and it was one of the best shows, I think one of my favorite shows that I think I've recorded, um, which is why it makes me so angry that once we finished recording and I went back and I listened to the footage, I realized that there was a technical difficulty. I'm not exactly sure what happened, um, but unfortunately, it sounds like uh, my microphone uh, was plugged in, so you can hear me, uh, you can hear me clearly. Um, for whatever reason, you can hear my voice uh but for whatever reason, uh, the microphone that both Ian and Will were using, uh, they were sharing uh, this microphone. For whatever reason, uh, their microphone wasn't um, plugged in entirely, or maybe it was plugged in but didn't connect properly or whatever. Um, and I didn't realize it until after uh, Ian had already left and we had finished the show, which really stinks. Um, so, un- But fortunately, there there is some good news. Fortunately, um, the uh, microphone built into my MacBook uh, or not my MacBook. Yeah, my MacBook, uh, my computer, which is what I'm talking into right now, um, was was turned on as well. So I do, you do hear Ian's voice. Uh, Ian and Will can be heard in this podcast. The only problem is um, they're a lot quieter than me because the computer was in front of me and they were across the table, so they were you know six feet away. Um, so it's really unfortunate. I, I really hate that this happened because I honestly think the episode we had was one of the best that we've I've ever had the opportunity to record. Um, and it was a really good show. We talked about a lot of good stuff and it stinks that, you know, this typical tech, this, diff, this technical error happened. Um, but the podcast contents was too good and there were too many good moments in it to just completely scrap the whole episode period. Plus Ian's up in Indiana state. So who knows when I'll have this opportunity to have him on again. So I'm going to go ahead and upload the episode. Um, I, I tried to tweak the audio to the best of my ability and make it so that you can hear, uh, Will and Ian. The best that I can, just know that their voices aren't going to be as clear as mine is, um, and they're not going to be as loud as me. Uh, if you have to, just turn your volume up. You should still be able to hear them, um, but if not, I really apologize for that. Uh, hopefully, Ian did say that he would be willing to hop back on the podcast again in the future, and I would really like that because he was a really great guest. Um, but hopefully, you guys can still understand and, and can still en- get some enjoyment out of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you guys so much for understanding. I'll try to make sure that this kind of thing never happens again. And without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the OC Show with OC. My name is Chris O'Connor, and I'm joined today by, once again, Will O'Connor. He's been on the show a few times now. He's becoming, he's starting to become sort of like a, a, a semi, a semi co-host, I guess you could say. You could definitely call me a co-host. And I'm then, an anchor. An anchor, all right. <laughs> and then, uh, not only do we have Will, but we have the main guest of today's show, uh, the legend himself. Some call him the doctor. Some call him Jan. Some call him sneaky athletic. I call him Ian Robertson. People call me a lot, you know. It's, You're uh, just a man of many talents, yeah. many names. Um, thank you for coming on to the show today. I, thanks for inviting me. I've been yeah. looking forward to this for a while. So Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a really good show. 
really excited to have both Ian and Will on here. Going to be a good one. We're going to talk for a good hour, hour and a half and get this thing going. Um, but yeah, so, all right. So first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, a question that I have for you, Ian, and Will, I guess to an extent, because Will, you, you played with both as well, but this is a question that's been burning on my mind in many people's minds, and there's been a hot debate. Ian Robertson in his prime or Adam Lester in his prime? That's easy. I mean, I don't know if it's as easy as you might <laughs> think. It's easy. All you got to do is talk to Adam. He's, he's toast. <laughs> Adam says that he's better than you by far. You know who his brother and his father is, right? I do. Exactly. That's all the family does. They just... I, I love Les, but I've told, I've, told, I've told him to his face before that I think you were the better player. All you got to do... Put your hands behind your back when he's shooting. I saw it, both you. It's a mental I, game. I saw both you guys in your primes. Wait, you said Adam. Are you talking about Austin? Yeah, Austin. I don't know why I said Adam. Oh, My mistake. Okay. That, that changes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Adam. Bad. Oh, I'd punk him. Yeah. You, you would destroy Adam. I, I met Austin, though. That's, That's my mistake. See, yeah. you now we're two totally different different guys. I mean, he's fast. He's a shooter. I'm... But come on, kind of like Jokic, you know, I take it slow and just watch it develop because I'm not fast. That's you've got the bat. You've got the basketball ability. I think you've got the basketball IQ is why I would say. Oh yeah. I mean, I've talked to many people about this. I've talked to, to Lester about this himself, and I told him to his face. I said, "Look, Lester, I think I, I love you to death, but I'm taking Ian all day long." I told him, and he was just like, "Chris, you are out of your mind." And I'll tell you why. It's because you've got you're not only are you sneaky athletic, but your basketball IQ is through the roof. And that program that you, your senior year. Basketball IQ, it was it was you and Will was like two tiers below you. I was below him. Yeah, it, it was absolutely. What? Absolutely. It was hurting. I didn't know the podcast was, was going sure. this way. Absolutely. I don't think I was below Ian. No, wh- Ian, I think we were. We, me and Ian kind of co-coached that team. If you take Magic and Bird and mix them together, you get Ian Robertson. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's simmer down. Let's not go crazy. Now. He's Larry. He's basically just. He's basically just Larry Bird. But how tall are you? Five. Five nine. Five nine. He's yeah. not Larry Bird. He's a five nine Larry. Without. He shoots like him too. Do not do not compare this man to Larry not Bird. Close. He's a five nine Larry. <laughs> not even close. What Ian? You're a five nine Larry. I'm, I'm That's a bold a, statement. You know, I've never heard one. I like the it's comparison not of Draymond Green. You know, Draymond. Yeah, I he, could see it. He, he's the. What do you need him to do? He's got you. He he sticks it in there. He he's gets, a glue guy. Speaking of Draymond, Chris. Yeah. Who do you, who do you think wins in a one on one? Draymond Green or Ben Simmons? Or Ben Simmons. Probably. I mean, probably. Probably Ben. Right? Yeah, I agree. Okay. It'd now, have to be Ben. Who would you rather have on your team? Definitely Draymond. Thank you. That wasn't the argument. No. Well, that's. it started that way, and then Brian got crazy and threw out the one-on-one argument, and I was just going to keep rolling with it because, you know, he's my guy and all. But. Well, I mean, one-on-one, and, like, thing is, like, people talk about one-on-one, but that's not basketball. Basketball's five on five. Exactly. I mean, Draymond is a better defender. Uh, actually, Simmons is a really good defender. I don't know if I – I mean, Draymond is without a doubt a really good defender, probably a better rebounder, just as good of a three-point shooter because Simmons is just a horrible shooter. Draymond's a better leader. Uh, Draymond has championship pedigree. He's just been there before, and he's tough. Simmons, I mean, I like Simmons, but at the same time, it's like, but look at how look at he's how six his, nine, and that's the... how his team performed without him. They almost lost every game since he got hurt in the bubble. I mean, yeah, but I don't think the six the Sixers, but they had him for the whole regular season before the Corona hit, anyways. And the Sixers for what the sixth seed in the East, right? So like they weren't performing well with him, anyways. They're still competing. They weren't even competing. Oh, no, they weren't. Hurt. No, they weren't. They they had the, they had the worst away record in the entire NBA. 
when he was on the team. Uh, so the only reason they were still in the playoffs was because they had a really good home record. So when they went to the bubble, there was no doubt in my mind they were going to either get swept or lose in the first round in five. Because if your away record is the worst in the league and you're playing and you don't have any home games, then you're going to get beat. I mean, they had no chance in that first round. Absolutely not. You can. I mean, I don't even know if Ben Simmons is going to be in Philly for a couple more years. You can make the argument that they might try and split him and Joel up. There's no way the Warriors are going to look to get rid of Draymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I would take Ian over Austin Lester, yeah. I feel like you would. That's a wraparound. You would? I don't know how to get to that conclusion, but I would take, I would take the dive. Yeah. I feel like I feel like most people in your class actually no I feel like most people in your class disagree with you. Yeah. I see. I feel like everybody in that class except for you and Ian yourself would probably disagree. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, like do you think do you I, think you are a better player than than Lester? I mean it. It's hard. It's I mean it's hard to compare. Yeah, really. it is hard to compare because neither of them really got to see much of the varsity court. Unfortunately, we but we all would have wanted them to play. A but lot but I but I I was a freshman that year and I practiced with you guys every day. I did. You did. So I saw you and I was unbiased at this time. I I, knew, I didn't know either of you guys well at all at that point. I was still I I was like I mean I was I was what I was freshman. I would have been like what 14, 15 at that time. Yeah. So I watched you guys every day in practice and I'm dead like Lester was Lester's a shooter, undoubtedly. That's Lester's skill set. He's a shooter. Yeah. Um, that's what he brought to the table. But do you want do you want just a pure shoot? Do you want a I guess what you got to ask yourself is, do you want a Draymond Green or do you want a, a do you want a Duncan Robinson? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a situational thing too. To an extent, I guess you could say that. I mean, if I'm <clears throat> if I'm building my team right now around one of you guys, I'm picking you. Oh well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't mean to diss Lester, but I mean, you can't build a team around Kyle Korver. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't build a team around Korver, but you can build a team around a player, a guy who can play any position, knows everybody's job on the floor, is a distributor, but can also play lockdown D in the post. Yeah, that's what I'm know, saying. Whenever we played open gyms, we always put Ian on Brian. That's what I'm you saying, know? man. I mean, Ian was locked down. Ian was playing what Brian's what six eight. I was yeah. locked down D. Clamps. Right, baby. I think he's six right. nine. He's grown an inch almost. Has he really? Year. Yeah. I didn't realize he was he was taller. Going on six ten. No. Before we know it, he's going to be about seven foot. I know. That's a couple years down the road, he'll be seven foot. <laughs> that's that's nuts to me, dude. I thought he was. I didn't think he was growing. He's not growing. No, he's not. Okay, I was going to say. He's at the most 6'8". Do you think he's, what, 6'7"? Probably... He's two inches taller than Will. Six, seven and a half, he's two inches taller than you. 6'7", 6'8". Yeah, he's 6'7", six, 6'8". Yeah, yeah. six, six, I thought, I think all day. Yeah. You think think about how crazy that is, that he's about the same height as LeBron James. That is crazy. That's LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron's, you know, uber-athletic. That just tells you how insane LeBron is, that LeBron is literally just Brian, but has like a 40 plus inch vert and can probably run a 40 in like a 4.7 yeah he's and he's 35 <laughs> he's incredible like i hate it's tough to like him sometimes just yeah i don't especially care. when he went down to miami did the oh we're gonna win 400 rings and i don't care for LeBron. And stuff but man it is it's hard to dislike him as a player because sure he i mean it depends i mean he, he's going with what the league does everybody you got guys out there flopping, throwing their head back, yeah. trying to trying that's, to draw contact, but and that's why a lot of people don't care for him. Was yeah, because he's always been such a flopper. But I mean, I feel like now in L.A., he's not really. He's kind of just putting his head down. And he's driving. cooled off a little bit on the flopping. Yeah, he I has mean, for sure. In Miami, it was bad. Was, it was oh, bad. It was brutal. It was horrible, and it was bad. Those couple years he went back to Cleveland too. 
Yeah, for I a mean, period. Once you move back, once you move to LA, it's mm-hmm. been more of a. He's playing basketball. He's, he's he's not trying to <clears throat> to get stuff called. He's trying to make it get called. What is it about him when he moved back to LA that changed his game so much? Because I feel like, I feel like he plays. I mean, he he led the league in assists this year. He's never done that in his career. So I mean, I don't know if that's just because he's playing with Anthony Davis now. Like, is Anthony Davis the best teammate he's ever had? I mean, maybe Dwayne Wade back when he moved to Miami, but. I feel like LeBron has become more. He's literally playing point guard for that Lakers team. It's it's so crazy to me. He's all. It feels like he's almost changed his game, and he's in what year sixteen, year seventeen. Yeah. It's insane to me. It's. I mean, he's almost kind of taken like the magic role that Magic yeah. had back with mm-hmm. Kareem and those guys. I mean, just the other night he scored. I don't know, like thirty something. Yeah. Forty something mm-hmm. shooting mm-hmm. over fifty percent, and I mean. If you need him to score, he can go out and score. Yeah. I mean, he's the best player in, in the league. I, you still think he's the best player in the league? After what I saw, I mean, from the playoffs, I would I would have arguably said Giannis, but the Bucks didn't. See, I, see, I wouldn't nothing. I wouldn't I didn't put Giannis in that combo yet, but you know who I do I don't think LeBron is the best in the world right now. I think it's Kawhi. Kawhi. I think it's Kawhi, 100%. I would say it's those two. I mean, and it's hard to tell because you also have KD, who hasn't played this year. I mean, he's right. been out, and and before he got injured, he was quote. I mean, he was kind of knocking on the door. People were talking yeah. about whether he was about to usurp LeBron, and um, so it's hard to have that combo with KD not really in the discussion. But as of, as of this point right now, Kawhi is. I feel and I, I feel like people aren't talking about it, dude, because he's. I mean, they're not making that much noise about it. A lot of the noise with the Clippers has just been about how bad Paul George has played. But Kawhi silently has been putting up consistently, like thirty, eleven and, and nine, like thirty eight and six, like amazing number on some of the best shooting splits in the league right now in the bubble. He's been obscenely good, and on top of that, he's still arguably one of the best defenders in the NBA. And I think that's like, that's the thing about Kawhi is you can say like he can match LeBron in offensive productivity right now. Probably, I mean, pretty much nine times out of out of ten. And on top of that, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. And he consistently elevates in the playoffs, which is the thing with LeBron is you always say he's better than the next per- next person because you you have pro- he elevates in the playoffs he gets better. Kawhi's proven to be able to do that too. Right. So I think at that point in time, that's why I pick Kawhi like right now, and he's doing this. Even LeBron's doing the things he's doing with a with a, a Anthony Davis as a number two. I mean Anthony Davis leads the Lakers in every stat except for assists, and that's LeBron. And you still know LeBron is the best player, but that's my point is like how good Anthony Davis is. Kawhi's doing these, having these numbers he's scoring right now with Paul George as a second option, and everybody knows Paul George has been struggling, and somehow the Clippers still beat that Mavs team in six, and they're about to beat the Nuggets probably in six, and it's looking like it's going to be a Lakers Clippers West Finals, and I'm really excited for that. But I'd take Kawhi over LeBron at this point right now. We'll see. I could be proven wrong, but yeah, I mean the thing too is like that Clippers team is way, way more complete than that yeah. Lakers squad is. I yeah. Mean, you got guys on the wings that are considered shooters that they're having a hard time hitting the backboard, let alone putting it through the hoop. Yeah, Danny Green has been awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah, him and Pope, and it's just like yeah, it. He's got Lebron's got to do something, and yeah. him and AD have, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing that's really been impressive compared to, because like Kawhi, you can you got some other guys you can kind of fall back on. You got Lou Will to score. Yeah, for you. Williams played well. I mean, Zubats has been. Surprisingly Incredible. good. Yeah, I mean, for for what he's there for, he's been really doing his 
doing his job. And then, I mean, they got three different guards that yeah. they have too. So it's, and Montrose Harrell, sixth man of the year. Montrose Harrell's playing well. Yeah, I mean, that, the, the thing is that Clippers bench is best in the league. Four, five deep. Yeah, it's really deep. And the Lakers have their starting five. They have no depth. Maybe one guy off the bench. So in a seven-game series, I mean, in all likelihood, the Lakers and Clippers are going to the right. to the West Finals right now. Like, yeah. I doubt the Clippers blow a three-one to the Nugs. I doubt the Lakers blow a three-one to the Rockets. Who are you picking at seven at this point in time? I, I'm probably taking the Clippers. I mean, yeah. honestly, unless Paul George just can't <clears throat> score, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's he's like he's been better a little bit as of late. Yeah, it's just bipolar. It's like one game he's on, next game yeah. he's not. Yeah. But if Paul George can get it together, I don't see the Clippers losing. I saw a stat the other day. It was crazy. It was like Paul George's. It's like Paul George's averages since he disabled comments on his Instagram account, and it's like twenty five point nine six rebounds and four assists. Like so much better. I'm just like, maybe it was all just in his head, man. Maybe he was just letting social media get to him. Like he said, like he's like in a quote unquote dark place. But I mean, he's 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 improved a little bit in this series. But I, I think I'll agree with you. I'm taking the Clippers. I've been saying it since the very beginning of the year that I was going to take the Clippers. I want to say the Clippers, but it's always hard to bet against LeBron. James. And that's and that's the only and that's the only issue that I have. That's the only <laughs> hesitation that I have. I guess is like I've been saying the Clippers since the beginning, just because I think everything Ian said. I just think they're deeper. Um, Plus, they have championship but, experience at coaching you know, with Doc what, Rivers. Say what you want to say about LeBron James, but what he did with Delva Dova and Tristan yeah. Thompson and I, Corver yeah, yeah, exactly. on that Cavs yeah. team. I completely agree with you. With, you know, Kyrie yeah. out hurt. Mm-hmm. And was, Kevin, was Kevin Love playing, or was he no, out too? He he got hurt. In 2015? Won, yeah. Yeah, see, see what you, I mean, he won with that. So no, I completely agree with that. You. He can win with Anthony Davis and Rajon Rondo. And, no. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So that's that's the only hesitation I have about picking the Clippers, the fact that it's LeBron. With that being said, I think LeBron, in his career before, has had good teams with good second fiddles, like back in Miami, and then lost to pro- to better constructed teams. Like if you go back to 20, when was it, 2014, so when they lost to the Spurs, mm-hmm. when he was back on Miami, a finals that nobody really talks about much for whatever reason, but the, the Heat lost in five to the Spurs the year after they beat the Spurs in seven. And that team, that Spurs team, you had Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, and a really young Kawhi. And you look at that roster without any context, and you think, oh, that team's stacked. But then you don't, like, Duncan was two years away from retirement. And he's like 38. Yeah, he was super old. Uh, Gin- Ginobili was really was super old at that point. He was coming off the bench. You had Parker starting at point guard, and he was the only guy you could say had still had some real juice left in the tank. But even then, he had like two more years. Then he went to Charlotte, and he's out. And at Kawhi at that point wasn't a sing- hadn't had a single All Star appearance. This was when Kawhi was just emerging, like he hadn't been an All Star yet. He had performed well in the finals the year before, um, but this was when he- when Kawhi put himself on the map because he won the Finals MVP. If you look, at- but that team, that Spurs team, they beat them in five games because they they were they had pop they had- they were so well coached and they played as a team really well. They had really good cohesiveness. They had Danny yeah. Green on that roster. Yeah, and Bellinelli, I think, right? Marco Bellinelli. Bellinelli was a big part I think they had Patty Mills on that team yeah, too. Patty Mills. Um, Splitter. Uh, Tiago Splitter. Yeah, that's they, they were just built really well and they played good basketball. And I think that clip this Clippers team reminds me a lot of that team, man, cuz they have they have star power, I guess, but even though they have a lot of star power, they play they they have they're so deep and they're so well constructed as a roster. Like I just don't think the Lakers roster matches up from top to bottom nearly as well. 
like the way that that team is made. It seems like a mismesh of parts to me. You got you got KCP, you got Rondo, you got JaVale McGee, and you got like um, what's his name, um, Frank Vogel coaching it. I mean, these are guys that like a lot of guys that shacked in a fool MVPs and guys that have been bouncing around from teams for years like Rondo ever since he left Boston. So yeah. I mean, that Lakers team is just. Outside of LeBron and AD, every other player on that team is questionable. Even 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 Danny Green, who's won championships before, like he won in San Antonio, and he won in Toronto last season. He's been horrible in the bubble. You're like, why? Why is he playing so good? He's his shooting splits are awful. That's his only value is to be a shooter, and right. he's not hitting shots. I think the the main key on that Lakers team against the Clippers, which inevitably I think that's what's going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. I think Kuzma is. I mean, he's got... That's true. He's young. He really has nothing to lose. Yeah. Go out and just play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just... I watched the game, last game they played, and he just sits in the corner. Yeah. And, I mean, he's not the best... He's a good shooter, but he's not... He's a decent shooter, I He's guess. not like a guy that I would want to stick in a corner and yeah. just hope that he can hit over and over. He needs to go make plays and... Mm-hmm. Or at least impact the game on defense. Yeah, he's not doing either of those. I mean, if he can kind of get it together, yeah, remember, then you could swing it more towards the Lakers. Remember, remember when Kuzma? When people were saying that Kuzma was better than Tatum, like that was an actual debate. Oh yeah, he had a really he was really good when he first got. In the he league. was good, he but was really good. he didn't he didn't he didn't back up. He's regressed. He was a one year wonder. You he's could regressed say regressed to where Tatum has gone to being probably the best player on that Celtics. Oh, team absolutely, with Kemba. And oh yeah, Brown. And absolutely. Now Jason Tatum. <laughs> I could see him being a superstar for years to come, like MVP, like that Celtics, that Celtics young core period, like is constructed really well right now, because Kemba's not old yet. He's definitely, I mean, Kemba's not super young. He's kind of he's in his prime. I would I think say he's like twenty eight. He's on the t- yeah. He's on he's in his prime. Um, he's he's not like super young, and he's probably gonna lose some of his athleticism in the next few years as he ages. But he's he's a perfect fit for that Boston team right now. And then you got Jalen Brown and Tatum, who are just an amazing duo, who are only going to improve. Jalen Brown still has so much more room to improve. One of the most underrated shooting guards in the league, I would say. You got Marcus Smart, who's one of the best hustle guys. I just love Marcus Smart. He's what Patrick Beverly wants to be. Dude, oh my gosh, yes. What a great analogy, Doctor. That's, That's what Marcus Smart is. He should get all the attention that Patrick Beverly gets. He should get all that recognition. He's so... He's the definition of a hustle player. Is that Penny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize she was in here. No, he is the definition of hustle. I love Marcus Smart. Plus, you got Hayward, who if he could just stay healthy, he's a good player for them. He averaged 17 for them this year in the regular right. season. I mean, he was their their fourth option averaging 17 points a game, and that's not bad. That t- and, and Brad Stevens, you can make the case, is the best coach in the NBA right now. Like, I love – I don't yeah, know if yeah. you can tell, but I love the Celtics. I'm, yeah. I'm loving the Celtics right he's now. He's one of the – only college coaches to yeah. translate to the NBA very and well. Still have a lot of success. Mm-hmm. I mean, Billy Donovan's been decent, but I mean, they just let him go. Yeah. Well, did you see the play he drew? No. In games? Oh my. This is the same one he drew for the Thunder he, the year before. He drew yeah. it up like six times throughout the game, and then to end the series, Game Seven, they tried to force feed the ball into Stephen Adams. When they were out of bounds, they were down one, they, or yeah. down two. They had Stephen Adams right over the rim with yeah. P.J. Tucker, yeah. who's 6'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. Just throw it up over top to him, let him lay it in, go to overtime, and just outplay him. Yep. But instead, they 
didn't happen like that. And it was it was one of the worst play designs I've ever seen on the side out. And I've seen some bad, <laughs> bad play designs. Well, on top of that is like he was coaching the Thunder team, and he's like he was drawing up, and they were running plays that Russell Westbrook had ran the year right. before. Because what Russ played with for Billy Donovan on that Thunder team, and people literally like went back and they found him calling these exact same plays that they ran towards the end of that game seven, except he ran them for Russ the year before. So Russ knew exactly what was coming and probably told him. I was like, that's just a bad decision. Like, that's just stupid. But yeah, back to Brad Stevens. Yo, he, he transitioned perfectly. I think his, I actually think the record of the Celtics has improved every single season under Brad Stevens minus last year. That that year with Kyrie, outside of that season, they, their record has improved every single year. Like he didn't even they went into a, they had the quickest rebuild you could ever have. Like a two year rebuild, they were back in contention. They were back in the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's also because uh, Brooklyn just <clears throat> gave them their franchise yeah. for three guys that yeah. were thirty five. And combine that with really good drafting by yeah. Ainge. Danny Ainge is because Brown and Tatum were both drafted. Yeah. Yep. Danny Ainge is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. It seems that way. He drafted down the first pick. He he swindled the heck out of the Sixers, man. He really did. He drafted the first. We had the first pick. He traded down with the Sixers to the third pick because he knew the Sixers wanted Markel Fultz, and he didn't care for Fultz. So he let the Sixers take Markel, and we all know how that turned out. He knew the Lakers were going to take Lonzo, so he still got who he was going to pick, Jason Tatum, at the third pick, but he also got a, more picks from the Sixers in exchange for Markel Fultz. They essentially traded to us, the Sixers, they basically, basically traded us Jason Tatum and like another first-round pick in exchange for Markel Fultz, and they released Markel after two seasons. Like Danny Ainge is just on another level right now, dude. He's so smart. His draft selections have been amazing, and he saw and he saw Jalen Brown. He picked him at three too, and Jalen Brown wasn't a huge. If I remember, he wasn't a huge prospect coming out of college. He played at California, I think, and he, he was on people's boards. But he was projected to get picked like in the teens, twenties. He wasn't projected to get top five, let alone top three. Now, him picking him up at three was like amazing. I love that pick. But yeah, Celtics or or Heat. What are you thinking? Man, I. Would say Celtics, but the Heat are just the, so hot right now. Yeah, I mean the Celtics are coming <clears> off a seven-game series. <throat> the Heat haven't played in well over a week. They've had days rest, yeah. And I mean that Heat team is like, for some reason, just they're everybody's they're, clicking. Yeah, they're it's, clicking. They're running on all cylinders. I mean they now. got guys that can shoot. Yeah. They got Robinson. They got Hero. Goran Dragic is playing like. The next coming of Steve Nash in the bubble. I mean, yeah. He's been he the Pacers the, he whole, did. the whole series. I yeah. mean, and then you got Jimmy Butler, who can't can't stand the guy. But You don't like Jimmy? No. Why don't you like Jimmy? I'm just as a Pacer fan, I mean, uh-huh. it's hard to like the Heat at all, especially with yeah, I feel what so happened. Bad. But, I, feel, I feel so bad for Pacers fans. Man. Oh, man. It's, it's been rough. It has. It's like, I mean, it's like being a Cubs fan. I was, I was rough there until I was 16. Got that 2016 World Series, though. Yeah, that was, that was good. They're looking good this year, too. Are they? Yeah. Gosh, I haven't paid attention to any baseball at all. It's been weird. They, haven't, mean, they haven't done any bubble, right? They've just been playing with empty stadiums. Right, so they're going to end up doing the bubble for the playoffs. Oh, <clears throat> okay. They're they're taking the NL to, like, Arlington or something, and then taking the... The AL somewhere else in Texas, but they said they were gonna bubble in the playoffs, which 
they're also they expanded the playoffs this year too. Oh, they did. Yeah. So oh, they're, wow. So they're now taking the top two teams from each division, oh. and then the top two teams after that for the wild card. Oh wow! So it's gonna end up being sixteen of the thirty teams in the playoffs. So did, did they shorten the regular season though, or do they keep yeah. the same length? So it's sixty games instead of one hundred sixty-two. Oh wow! They took off a hundred. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's it's like one week. If you have a bad week, you could very well not be in the playoffs. Yeah, sense of urgency must be high. Yeah, I think that's the thing with baseball is like why I feel like it's not exciting a lot of the time unless it's the playoffs. Yeah, because there's one hundred sixty games in the season. It's like you lose this one. It's like okay, we got three more next week. Right now, if there's only 60 games, there's more urgency. Like in NBA, even 82 games, there's like, you could be, like the Phoenix showed that. Phoenix had absolutely, like literally the smallest percent chance of making the playoffs, and they were this close. They still had a shot. I mean, in baseball, it's like you could lose five games in a row and you'd still have a chance more than likely. Right. Depending on how many, depending on how well you are the rest of the season, obviously. But that that happens all the time, too. That's why, well, that's honestly. Why the Cubs didn't make the playoffs last year? Mm-hmm. They had, they started hot, kind of cooled down midway through the season, and then September came around. They couldn't hit the ball. I mean, it was on a tee. Yeah. And then they went from first in the division to third, and they got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Just, just like that. And it's that's the thing. It's like now, especially with there only being sixty games, you have five games a week, mm-hmm. give or take. You lose those five. I mean that's twelve percent of your season. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. crazy. So it's it's tough. I mean you can't you can't uh, just kind of let it go, and oh we got another game tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah. But one thing I kind of want to touch on this because I know you guys aren't big baseball guys, but um, with Notre the, Dame's winning twenty seven to thirteen, I should have bet the spread. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so the way that they've been doing this with all the coronavirus stuff. Two teams have been um, like the main, the main problem, kind mm-hmm. of. It's like Miami, the Marlins, Miami, yeah. and then St. Louis. Yeah. So they got they both were quarantined for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Basic protocols. Yeah, yeah. But instead of so Miami went to like the club or something. Mm-hmm. Five guys got it, and then St. Louis they went to a casino. Mm. So instead of suspending the players or forfeiting the games they're penalizing other teams yeah and causing them to play double headers that sucks and that's, that's so bullcrap <laughs> yeah it, first of all it's terrible and then when you count up all the innings that they play from their double headers they play five less games so that's five less that's insane, five less dude. games that pitchers don't have to throw yeah i mean i mean it's 45 innings yeah a lot can happen in those 45 innings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, I don't understand how you can not penalize those guys. You can't penalize the Astros for cheating. Exactly. Dude, I was going to say the same thing. you can penalize the guy that threw, allegedly, at, at the Astros heads, yeah. when he didn't hit anyone. He didn't. And there was a video of him in the summer throwing against the 30-foot net that he missed. So you, it's hard telling where this guy's going to throw the ball anyways. Joe Kelly. Yeah, you're going to suspend him. And it's not like you suspend him for a game. Yeah. You suspend him for eight of the 60 games. That's insane, dude. But suspend none of the players for cheating. The MLB. None of the, none of the players for going out and yeah. partying. Yeah. But suspend a guy for 
playing baseball. They didn't suspend any Astros players at all. They took away like a draft pick. Here, what? Like, they took away like three draft picks <clears throat> or something. It, but nobody because they couldn't like physically prove that they did it. What? Didn't they have evidence that they had the recording device? Well, over? like yeah, they had the cameras. Like, but they didn't. There wasn't. An, there wasn't enough like on the players. Basically, okay. there wasn't a. They couldn't. Player. They couldn't. Dis- they couldn't distinguish which players were a part right. of it and which weren't. <clears throat> Even though you uh, saw their splits at home and away games. <laughs> yeah. A guy was batting six hundred at home and a hundred on the road in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. You could probably piece that one together. Mm-hmm. It's Altuve. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but that's the one thing that the commissioner for baseball he's soft <laughs> he makes Goodell look like a great commissioner <laughs> so do you think do you think that the Astros should have had their title stripped or what I don't personally because really even though you're cheating in a sense yeah that ball's still coming 100 mile an hour and I mean sure but like you it, just said though it's, it's like they were easier ba- to hit when you know what's coming right they were batting a hundred on the road and like 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 you just said that's an insane yeah, advantage if you know a 90 mile per hour 95 100 mile an hour fastball is coming it's easier to sit on that instead of seeing a change up which looks damn sure the it's same no as that's fastball. it's right. I'm sure it's still hard like I, even if we oh, knew yeah. exactly what pitch was coming we us people still co- probably couldn't be able to hit it I'm sure it's still difficult right but that doesn't mean it's still not also a lot easier than it would be. No, it, it's definitely easier, but, I mean, fastball, for one thing, from experience, sure, that one, if you know a fastball's coming, you know it's not going to move on you. Yeah. But when you got guys up there that throw these curveballs that mm-hmm. some break two feet, some break six, Yeah. it's still hard, no matter what, to hit the ball. Now, granted, if you know every single pitch that's coming, but it clearly had an effect, though. Oh, it, def- it definitely so, did. I mean, if it's still hard, but they're still having, they're still benefiting from it. I mean, that's still a huge thing, I would think. But there's things too, like you can change your pitches up. Once, I mean, because there, there was, I don't remember who said it. Um, a pitcher said that he knew they were cheating. Oh. Through the throughout the season. But do you think every? But do you think every team was aware well, of that? Probably though? not. But. If it if they weren't using cameras to steal the signals from yeah. pitchers, then it would be perfectly fine. Because I mean, there's no guys, absolutely there's guys that go. That's out part of the and, game, right? But the fact that they use the cameras kind of makes it a lot worse. But I don't, I don't know. That's it's, the only part of it that I don't agree with. If you're if you're like, like stealing signs with your own eyes and you're just paying attention, then right? That's 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 just part of baseball. That's just that's like when you're playing poker and you're like. You don't, and you're not hiding your cards well enough, and someone sees what cards you have in your hand. Like yeah. that's just part. That's just you like being when careless. Played, screw the dealer with Lester, <laughs> and he could see every card he was turning over, and everyone yeah. was calling everything right, and Lester had to drink yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> we knew exactly what was coming. I mean, it's it's hard, honestly. There's there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. I don't obviously I don't <clears> like <throat> them for cheating. Yeah, but. There's two sides of the coin. They still got to go out and pitch. That's true. And these, I mean, who they beat the Dodgers, I think. Yeah, they beat the Dodgers, yeah. and then so I forget who they beat. In the and the Dodgers season. had hitters, so it's not like they could go out. But the one thing that really yeah, did, I don't think Kershaw goes out there and gets no. lit up like that. That that's what one thing I was pointing at because they made him look so bad. Made, he got roasted. <clears throat> he was, it was so bad They're for like, him. Oh my gosh, he choked again. I felt so knew, bad for they him. They knew every fastball that was coming their way. Yeah. yeah. 
That's not. That's so unfair to Kershaw. Yeah, I feel bad for Kershaw to be honest with you. Yeah, because that. I mean, that ruined a couple guys' careers. Oh, for, absolutely. For a while, like you, Darvish. Yep. He was that season incredible. I think he won the Cy Young. I think he. he I think he did. Yeah. The year before. Yeah. And then he goes out and just gets drilled. His confidence is gone. Yeah. And then the Cubs picked him up the year after because, I mean, he just won the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. And his first two years in Chicago were bad. Yeah. Like, he is just now this year kind of recovered from the whole, I mean. The whole thing. The whole scandal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not, I don't know. It's, it's ruined a lot of guys' careers. But none of those guys have been Astros. Players. So if you don't, so if you don't think that they should have had their title stripped, do you at least think they should have been ex- suspended for like, like from the playoffs for this season? Well, they sh- the whole team should have been suspended for the year. Okay, so I, I agree with that. They at shouldn't least. have been able. I think to that should have been the minimum punishment. I would say. Yeah, I mean, it the way it was handled was bad. Yeah. The way a lot of things in baseball have been handled is bad. I feel and. I don't know. Is I that mean, player for the Reds? Bauer? What's his name? Yeah, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Trevor Bauer. I love him. He's hilarious. I do too. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't he want stuck to. it to the Cubbies the other night. <laughs> yeah, he did. For seven and two thirds. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a rough one. For but, seven and two thirds. Yeah. It's he, tough. Uh, he's, he's a guy you love to hate if you're not, if he's not on your team, but you love to have him when he is because he's, yeah. He's playing some incredible baseball this year, and he's and he's lights out. Yeah. Also, wasn't he that guy that he was going to wear the the uh, Joe Kelly cleats yeah. in a game, and the commissioner said, if you wear those, you're suspended? Yep. How soft is that? He should have wor- worn them anyways. I know. He should have said, screw How it. soft is that? Yeah. That, I mean, that's and he thing. still auctioned them off, too. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he sold them. That's funny. Yeah, he's also the guy that got mad. From pitching last year and chucked it all the way to center field. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize he did. So that he either. he got mad. So he's a man of the people. Oh yeah, he got <laughs> he just got destroyed on the mound. Gave up like seven runs in the fifth inning or something. That's rough. And uh, pitching coach comes out. He steps off the back of the rubber, launches the ball <laughs> dead center field, throws it out of the park. He ended up getting suspended, obviously, and fined and everything, but. So there's another. Yeah. yeah. He, he's he's definitely a, a guy you don't like if he's up on the mound against you. That's for sure. Yeah, but he's he's got some stuff. It's he's got five pitches and they all move. They're all nasty. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how those guys do it. I mean, baseball. I've I, I've come to respect baseball a lot more since getting to high school. I used to think baseball wasn't that hard, but I've come to like how difficult that sport is, man. Oh yeah. Like, I can't even imagine having to hit a baseball moving that fast. Like, literally blink, and it just be, you wouldn't even know that it was thrown. Like, yeah, and, and the thing, too, is a lot of guys have three pitches that release from the same point. Yeah. And look the exact same until it's the very, 20 feet in front of the plate. Yeah. And then you have literally a split second to decide which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And that's... It's hard telling how some of these guys even hit the ball. I mean, they do some, especially, you got three pitches, all different speeds, all different movements. One's mm-hmm. going to come at you, one's going to come straight, one's going to go away. Yeah. 
but they all look the exact same until mm-hmm. they're right there. And it's just like, yeah. How do you how do you hit that? Are you of the opinion that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports? Hundred percent. Like I would say it is. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like I couldn't, dude. I would literally, if I saw anything moving that fast coming at me, I would run in the opposite direction. Oh yeah. Like I, 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 I'd be scared for my life, man. And those guys, when goes when guys take it, like take pitches like that, I'm like, dude, how are you not writhing in pain right now? <laughs> you know, to be completely honest, it doesn't hurt. As bad I as would get think. hit with pitches as a kid, and I would be, I would be crying. That that would hurt. That stuff hurt I mean, to me. Maybe I was just soft when I was a little kid, but nah, that could be it. <laughs> um, I mean, once that's you, probably it. Let's be honest. Once you get hit a couple times, you know, it's yeah. It's like okay. Oh, you're um, are you an ump? Oh yeah. You ump, don't you? Oh yeah. I forgot you did that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get hit by stray pitches every now and then. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I had How's a that? had a team. Um, I was in Pendleton. I think these kids are like eight. Yeah. And uh, this is my this was my first game. I just bought my brand new gear. Oh wow. And uh, I get behind the plate, and coach comes out, and he goes, "They're up." It was like twenty to nothing or something in the third inning. No mercy rule. No, it 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 was just like a sh- showcase thing. Oh, they okay. were scrimmaging. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Coach comes out and he goes, "Hey, Blue, I just want you to know uh, this catcher he's uh, never caught before." <laughs> and I said. All right. I mean, this this team is good. They're yeah, yeah. pitchers or something. They're they're pretty good. I was like, all right, you know, this will be all right. First pitch. Kid throws one a little high. Catcher doesn't even move his mitt. Hits me right in the chest plate. Ow. I was like, all right. Well, I mean, that's what I got my uh, got my stuff here for. Yeah. Couple pitches later, kid swings at one. It bounces in the dirt right off my shin guard. So two for two. I've got my gear. Couple pitches later, one goes outside. Kid doesn't move again. Catches me in the rib, hey. right where my Ow. chest protector isn't. Ah, so that one stung. Was it a st- How fast was the pitch? Like it was it fast? Uh, no, it was forty uh, mile an hour maybe. Oh, okay. I mean, it oh, it just stung. It it didn't really hurt, but the one that really kind of set me off. Another pitch, very catchable. Kid swings, missed the ball by a mile. Catcher doesn't even put a mitt on it and it goes in between my arm and my rib so i catch it on the elbow ah laces down the arm and everything and i didn't realize i caught it you caught it in your arm yeah so i (laughs) i catch it right between right between my rib cage and my elbow and i i had no idea that i caught it and uh nobody was on base or anything but the catcher like stands up and he's looking around for the ball and i turn around to look for it and it falls out, and I catch it, and I said, hey, I got it. No way. And the coach goes, I stopped back there, Blue, and I was like, yeah, why don't you put a kid back there and catch the ball so I couldn't get beat up. Did you actually say that? Or? I should have. <laughs> it was the top of the third inning still, and I got hit five times. How many more? T- did they keep that kid in longer? Or no, no, he was done. Oh, okay. Then they, they put a new kid in that never caught either, but he was better. So He was better. Not to worry about that one. But yeah, you get hit quite a bit. How much you get paid for umping? You get pretty good money. It depends on age group and um, if you do the plate or if you do the field or yeah. if you do it by yourself or something. But it's a pretty good second job. I feel, like it, I feel like it's not a bad gig at all. And you work at the nighttime. Yeah. You don't you don't have to wake up super mm-hmm. early unless it's sometimes on the weekends. But it's, yeah. if you like, I mean, like baseball or like basketball and stuff, repping and stuff, it's... Yeah, yeah. I like it. If you can handle parents yelling at you, which uh-huh. 
You get a lot of that. But. I feel like I couldn't be a ref for, like, basketball, dude, because, like, that's, like, if you make a bad call in that, and I've, because, like, we all played basketball, so we know exactly, if you make a bad call in basketball, the whole stadium's just, like, erupting at you, and you just got to stand there and you take it. You can't talk back. Like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Like, it's, it's tough. I mean, there's, there's times where I just kind of want to be like, dude, he's bleeding. Obviously, <laughs> you fouled him. Yeah. But you can't, and... I don't know. I don't know how some of them do it sometimes because I also don't know how some of them can be so bad. Oh, my not, gosh. And not think that they're bad. Well, I know. Like, my game yesterday, the refs were horrible for football. I, I believe it. Yeah. Will was there. He saw it. They were, he can attest. They were atrocious. They, they were literally blind. And he, even a blind man could have made some of the pass interference calls that they missed. Like, a oh. blind man would have heard the slap of the arm and said, all right, there's the flag. But it was, it was obscene. Like, we threw – we threw probably a 20, 30-yard pass. It was an end zone shot, and we had Brady Durnell. He was running a route. And two, I think there are two DBs. It was right before halftime, so we were taking a shot, trying to score. We had right. the ball. And there are two Bs, literally, DBs, literally, as Brady went up to get the ball, like they ran cross, and they knocked him over. Like, clear, clearest pass interference in the world. Literally couldn't, and they didn't flag it, and I was shocked. I was, like, the whole stadium was just like, what are you, what are you talking about, man? And the guy was like, Nothing there. It's completely clean, sir. It's completely clean. Nolting was freaking out. He's running down the sideline. He took his headset off. He's threw it on the ground. Most Coach Nolting reaction I've ever seen in my entire life. But yeah, it was rough. It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I got something to say on that. But I'm gonna. How was season going? I mean, I know you guys had your quarantine for. It's been a couple weeks and. Well, I mean, it's been good, really. The it the, the issue is right now with the season is we're starting our season. We played. Probably the two best teams in our sectional, without a doubt. We played Mount Vernon. They're having a crazy year. Yeah, they're ranked like top three in the state and yeah. they're in 4A, and they just beat New they Pals yesterday. New Pal, yeah. Wow. I didn't, yeah, first, wow. New Pals first loss in 79 games. So I think in like how many seasons? I don't know how many seasons that equates to. It's that's, like seven, eight seasons. I think that's eight. If you, take, if you take into consideration their or regular season loss. I mean, they lost. They haven't won because they won the state title last year. But just regular season, their first regular season loss in seventy nine oh, so games. That's, yeah, this is the so, eight seasons. So yeah, it goes back eight seasons. They beat New Pal and they beat them by a couple scores. So it wasn't close. I mean, it wasn't particularly close. They beat them pretty handily. Yeah, but I think it was two scores. Yeah, wow. we beat. We played Mount Vernon. That was our season opener, and it was at Mount Vernon. And then yesterday we played Pendleton, who um, is like supposed. I guess they're supposedly ranked top fifteen. Do I think they're that good? Not really. Top 15 is kind of high, but... You guys competed with them. We did compete with them. We were... Get this, Ian. We were... We ended up... I think we ended up leaving nine points on the board because we missed two field goals. We didn't get two two-point conversions, and we missed a PAT. Wow. So we ended up leaving nine points on the board. That was huge. And we, we, we recovered an onside kick, and we recovered a punt, too. So we made plays on special teams. I mean, we put... We had opportunities. We had some high highs and special teams and some low lows. But we started off with two tough opponents. And if and the two games that we got canceled to start the season were Plainfield and Whiteland. So it makes you think how much – Penny, oh my gosh. It makes you think how much crazier it would have been if we hadn't gotten canceled because we would have went Plainfield, which is probably top 10, top 5 team in 4A, Whiteland, which is consistently top 10 in 5A, Mount Vernon, which is our, maybe ranked number one in the state in 4A after beating New Pal. To Pendleton, who's always tough, sectional rival, ranked they're ranked as well. 
And then we now we finally play Shelbyville, which is definitely probably the most winnable game on our schedule. But that we play a really tough schedule, man. It's insane. Like one of the toughest in all of Indiana. And I think we've responded really well to it, to be honest so far. Miss two weeks, you don't get a you don't get a summer to work out, to practice. You play tough teams. We've played pretty we've played hard, we played we've played pretty well for the most part. We've got stuff to figure out. Yeah, I mean that that's how it's gonna happen. These guys are still pretty young too. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple couple seniors out there but mm-hmm. the majority of your like skill position guys are they're all like yeah. juniors and younger aren't they both of our halfbacks are juniors our fullback is a sophomore our receiver is a junior and then on defense we're all on defense me and our corner Preston Taylor were the only two seniors so our yeah. defense is all sophomores and juniors as well so next year that senior class is going to be insane they're going to have a really good senior class next year with that being said also, our entire offensive line is seniors, and Lance is a senior, our quarterback. Yeah. So it's going to be give and take next year what they're going to do with that. Right. Um, but I think I think honestly, I have a lot of faith they're going to continue. They're going to keep building that. Honestly, like yeah. we're we're getting better every single game, and I think people are. I think people are finally starting to see that. Like we lost to Pendleton yesterday by two scores. I think we lost by it was thirty five to eighteen, something like that. Um. But they scored, like, at halftime, it was 12-14. to 14. In the third quarter, we were only down by – uh, it was 21-18, to 18, I think, with, like, five minutes left in the third quarter. We kind of fell apart at the end, in the fourth. I think defense just started to get gassed. We competed with them the whole game. It was just – and we haven't beaten Pendleton in, you know, since my freshman year when I wasn't even no, playing. I was gonna say, that's the one thing about us football-wise is we can compete for 36, but that – Last twelve. It's about. Right? It's been. It's been that way for a while. Yeah. It's about competing for forty eight. Yeah. That yeah. last. That last twelve minutes is. Yeah. It's. It just never is there. Mm-hmm. Man, I forget you played football your senior year, Ian. Yeah. We were teammates for a year in football. I yeah, forget I sh- that sometimes. I should have played all four. You should have. And I should have played baseball, but. Yeah. yeah. You hard, if you had played if you had played football all four years you could have been real good. Yeah. Like legit, you had a lot of potential, man. Yeah. You played varsity, you played football your first year in your entire life, and you played, I think you started at linebacker, didn't you? Middle linebacker. Yeah. yeah. You were you're not bad. Linebacker, you were solid. tight end. You were solid. And you had the hands. Oh, yeah. You had the hands. I remember one day you caught a pass in practice, and you were t- running it down. To, yeah, you, you, you were like five yards away from the end zone. <laughs> I did. You didn't give me my, my pick six glory. You just oh, had, to, had to ruin it. I, I was gassed, man. Were you? It was 70 yards. I don't want Yeah, you, you booked it. <laughs> I mean, I don't run that far. And... This was freshman me, man. I was trying to prove myself. Oh, yeah, you were. I was trying to prove myself. Dive at my ankles. I did. I did. Nobody told me. Well, yeah, you because you, start, you started to slow up. You sprinted for, like, the whole 60 yards. You got to the 10. You thought you were in. You started to jog it. And I said, no, sir, not today. And I tackled him from behind yeah, at, like, the like five. The three, yeah, like, you Chris, were so short, man. Come on, man. I let, made the play. Let me get let me get something. <laughs> I was trying to set myself apart, get myself on the oh, field, yeah. doctor. All right. I you made a play. He's a playmaker. I, I hey. did. But okay, so back to the rest being blind. <laughs> um, okay. What do you think about all the replays that they're putting in professional sports? <clears throat> like I know football has had it for a while with Yeah. With like with instant replay. Ruling and stuff, but now they're turning it to penalties. The NBA is doing it with... Come on, Will. The NBA is doing it <laughs> with fouls. Yeah. And here's the thing that I don't like about the NBA. Don't want to cut you off, but they had a play, um, I think it was in the Heat game, 
where Jimmy Butler goes, he drives to the the lane, mm-hmm. gets fouled, and they don't call it. Yeah. Ball goes out on him, mm-hmm. and they call it the heat ball. So. But they, they didn't call the foul? Didn't call the foul. He he clearly was fouled. And it was out on Jimmy. And then the ball goes out on Jimmy, but then they call it heat ball. So How did they justify that? Brad Stevens challenges the play because the ruling was wrong on, okay. on the out-of-bounds. Yeah. So Boston wins the challenge, but yet you go back and you see clearly there's a foul. Yeah. So I don't understand. I think it just needs to be one or the other. You can either change the entire play, mm-hmm. give the foul, when yeah. it's just free throws, or just because refs are human. That's, yeah. That's part of the they game. They make errors, yeah. I mean, just it, every game there's going to be a missed call. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, in baseball, a missed strike. Yeah. Either let the umpires and the refs do their own thing or automate everything. And, and I, I don't like the idea of automating I don't everything. either. So, um, I like challenges in basketball. I do. Because, well, I think, I think challenges, like the concept of a challenge should be somewhat present in every sport to the extent of like, there should be limitations to it though. Um, like how in, like how in football, you can't challenge certain, you can only have certain challenges you can only challenge certain plays. You can't challenge more than a couple, one or two times. I forget the limit, but you get two. Yeah. Um, so you only have to choose the book. So I like, I like the concept of challenges in basketball because it is huge. Like if you, if there's like, if, if it's like a, an NBA finals game and a ref makes a blatantly bad call and like, and they and they cost a team like think about the Lakers beating the Pistons in the '87 Finals, the Bill Lambeer ghost foul on Kareem's skyhook right. basically cost the Pistons the championship because yeah. Kareem hit those free throws. They won. If they had, if they if they had made the right call, the Pistons would have had a three peat instead of just a double, mm-hmm. right? That that's like a big thing. But what I don't like, and this is kind of piggybacks off that, is this like two minute report thing they do after games. Where they have the refs like yeah. confirm like oh they got this call wrong at the end of the game or da 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 I hate that because they did that with the Celtics game versus the Raptors game six they they said that Kemba Walker or Kemba drove to the lane and he got fouled by OG Ananobi clearly but they didn't call it and then they released this report after the game like the day after the game saying that yes he did indeed get fouled but it doesn't change anything so now what you do is you just told every fan said yeah. You're, you Celtics fans, you your player did get fouled. You guys would have won the game. You wouldn't have lost this heartbreaking game six loss and had to go to this game seven. With that being said, we're not going to change anything and it affects nothing. So why even tell it? Why even say it at that point? If you're gonna give this, if you're gonna give us this confirmation that a call was made wrong, and there and but it doesn't change anything. I don't like that. I don't like that whole concept. That's like if I don't know. And but but challenges are necessary because like. What if Sean Payton had a challenge and was able to challenge the p- pass interference against the Rams? Like right. that would have changed the course of history because they go to the Super Bowl instead of the Rams. Maybe we don't have a three to zero Super Bowl game. So challenges are tough with me, but I just don't like. I don't like the idea of of referees having this little report thing, this yeah, little this little to, article they put and, out. Oh, look at that! We missed this call, that call. I hate that. that. Call. Let's go ahead and tell everybody so they're pissed off. Exactly, exactly. Because if you if you if you don't confirm it. If you don't like confirm it, <laughs> if you don't confirm it, you at least leave it ambiguous, even if it's super obvious, because you can still 
anybody can probably, if you're a homer, you can still probably make these, oh, no, that's not a foul, man. If you would talk about that, let's talk about this play earlier in the game, yada, right. yada, yada. But by confirming it, you're basically giving everybody grounds to say, like, oh, yeah, we should have won this game, but they're not going to do anything about it, so you guys shouldn't even win. So if the, one of these days this is going to result in a team going to a finals that doesn't even deserve it. Right. Because like, you could make it that, that case that it all resolved on one call that ended a series. That would have ended a series or something like that. Yeah, because you know? if Boston goes out last night and they lost. Exactly. You're like. I, I mean, how were Boston fans going to respond? Exactly. Oh, Kimba did get fouled with two seconds left. Mm-hmm. He would have at least hit one free throw. Yeah. But instead. We end up losing a double OT, and then we lost the night, so our season's over. Exactly. When they, I hate that. I hate that concept. Front runners for the Eastern Conference Finals. Exactly. Go to the finals. I it's hate like, that. That's yeah. horrible. That all that does is just cause controversy. Yeah. And I, cause people. I, to, I can't stand that. To uproar. But. That's. That makes me so mad. That whole concept. But. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So if you guys want to pivot here, um, so I know we all like movies. We, we do. all love really good movies, and Chris is actually. T- Picked up an acting career through high school. Some know you him as um, Troy Bolton from the uh, infamous High School Musical on Disney Channel. Um, and I don't know what Ian's got, and also myself. So I've taken the liberty of typing up some famous movie scenes uh, for us oh, to boy. reenact here and see what we got. Movie and, uh, scenes to reenact. I got a scene for me and Ian, and I got a scene for Chris and Ian. Okay, so if you guys, I texted them to you. They're in a Word document. I typed them up. Um, I hate this, I, dude. I, <laughs> the fuck? I typed them up. If you guys would please click, if you guys would please click the Step Brothers one. The okay? Step bro- okay. Go back and click Step Brothers. Okay, I typed this up. This one's for me and Ian. Chris, you can be the the uh, the director, right? And so you're gonna read the italicized stuff, okay? Well, I'm the actor. Why am I the director? No, you got. I got a scene for you and Ian. That's the next one. Okay, you got, okay, you got okay, Step okay, Brothers okay. pulled up, okay, right? Okay, which okay. one? Which one am I here? Well, uh, I'm gonna be. Uh, Brandon, you're gonna be Dale. So you're gonna start. You're gonna be the one starting the scene, okay? And remember this. Read the, read the, you know the. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, Chris, can you can you read us in here? Absolutely. The scene begins with both characters laying in twin beds parallel to each other. The only thing in between the beds are two nightstands. It is the middle of the night and the house is calm. The camera shot is from the ceiling, looking down on the two characters laying in bed. The scene begins. Hey, you late? I just want you to know, I hate you. So does my dad. Well, that's fine. Because guess what? I hate you too. And this house sucks ass. Well, the only reason you're living here is because me and my dad decided that your mom was really hot. And maybe we should just both back her. And we'll put up with the retard in the time. <laughs> Who's the retard? You. Hey, you don't say that! <laughs> Shut up. You wake up my dad and get Just a shut up. You and your mom are hillbillies. This is a house of learned doctors. You're not a doctor. You're a big, fat, curly-headed fuck. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. You better not go to sleep. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. I hope you stay still in your sleep, because I'm putting a rat trap between your legs. Oh, my God. I'm going to take a pillowcase, fill it full of bars of soap, and beat the shit out of you. I want you out of my fucking house. No way, King Wasabi. This is my house now. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, we're great Insane. actors. We're great actors. We're, Ian, uh, I feel like you could have done more like of a whisper, dude. I, okay. I don't want to. I know you know. got the hair. You got the hair to play Dale, though. 
Yeah. The high and tight. I know. No, it's not even no, I'm just kidding. I know you didn't make the second scene from Titanic, man. I did. There's man. no shot. I, I typed up the second scene. Click on the Titanic one if you would. Dude. Uh, I got Ian playing Jack. I got you playing Rose, Chris. Okay, we're just going to see your... I'm playing Rose? I got you playing Rose. Dude. Okay. I'm going to be straight up with you. Never once have I watched the Titanic. Okay, well, you'll know this scene. This is a famous scene. Probably oh, not. my gosh. Uh, okay. You Stop. know the scene. I have no French accent. It's it's no he's not French it's just like bad says, French accent that is true that is true I'm not used to working in such horrible condition no that's French that you got it's bad it's supposed to be bad Ian you gotta give it your best shot okay that's facts just I'm try telling you I'm right. not good with accents and I know Chris has to play a female here so I'm gonna talk so in my female yep and what's this light do yep he's <laughs> gonna he's gonna show he's gonna showcase his range as an actor here. i do see have good we, range see if he really has what it because i've been kind of typecasted in my first two shows as the as the lead the male. popular handsome as male the lead male so yeah. i'm throwing you into a role here where you're the role or the lead female okay so we'll see how you can pivot there and really showcase your range okay okay and i got ian playing jack okay and i'll be i'll read you guys in all are, right are we ready yeah go ahead okay. go for it all right jack is overwhelmed by the opulence of the room he sets his sketchboard and drawing materials on the marble table. Will this light do? Don't artists need good light? Can't do this, man. That's such accent. That is true. I am not used to working in such horrible conditions. Hey, Monet. Monet. He Monet. crouches next. He crouches next to the painting stacked against the wall. Really? Yeah. I think you can talk English. Character, get back. Yeah. Okay, restart. We gotta restart. Yeah, we Why gotta are we restarting? No, we gotta <laughs> we're out of character. We're out of character. I didn't know it was Monet. What's Monet? It is Monet. It's got a T on the end. In French, the T is French silent. silent. The fr in French, you never pronounce the T. I'm tea. speaking English, so. But it's, yeah, okay. Man, I kind of hammered that French accent, though. It was pretty good. Was you pretty did. Good. It was not bad. Okay. Are you guys ready? As someone who takes French, it was not bad. Thank you. I'll read you guys in again. I don't Jack is overwhelmed by the opulence of the room. He sets his sketchboard and drawing materials on the marble table. Will this light do? Don't artists need good light? That is true. I'm not used to working in such horrible conditions. Hey, Monet. He crouches next to the painting stacked against the wall. Isn't he great? The use of color? I saw him once. Through a hole in this garden fence in... Giberny. Giberny. She goes into the adjoining walk-in wardrobe closet. He sees her go to the safe and start working the combination. He's fascinated. Cal insists on lugging this thing everywhere. Should I be expecting him anytime soon? Not as long as the cigars and brandy hold out. Clunk. She unlocks the safe. <laughs> Glan glancing up, she meets his eyes in the mirror behind the safe. She opens it and removes the necklace, then holds it out to Jack, who takes it nervously. What is it? A sapphire? A diamond. A very rare diamond, called the Heart of the Ocean. Jack goes at wealth beyond his comp gazes at wealth beyond beyond his comprehension. I want you to draw me like your French girl wearing this, wearing only this. Jack is laying out his pencils like surgical tools. His sketchbook is open and ready. He looks up as she comes into the room wearing a silk kimono. The last thing I need is another picture of me looking like a china doll. As a paying customer, I'd expect to get what I want. She hands him a dime and steps back, parting the kimono. The blue stone lies on her creamy breast. Her heart is pounding as she slowly lowers the rope. <laughs> Tell me when it looks right to you. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, just bend your leg, left leg a little, and and lower your head. Eyes to me. That's it. I believe you are blushing, Mister Big Artist. I can't imagine Monsieur Monet blushing. Despite his nervousness, he drives with sure strokes, and what emerges is the best thing he has ever done. Her pose is languid, her hands beautiful, and her eyes radiate her energy. And sing. Good job, guys! That was good. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't either. Um, <laughs> I do know one thing. Acting is not in my future. Yeah. Um, but you broke character a few times. Who, me? No, or Ian? Ian. What okay. are you supposed to do? I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to laugh at that one. Yeah. Well, um, it was meant to be funny. I'm going to surprise you guys with It this. said creamy breasts, man. Yeah, we're not <laughs> supposed to just... just movie script is very that, descriptive. It, it was descriptive, yeah. Did you just download that off? Like, what did you get that I typed from? up the Step Brothers one, and I got that, I found that script. You typed up the Step Brothers yeah, one? Yeah, and then I copy and pasted the script from that. And I actually took some things out and reworded some of the stuff to make it easier for you guys. No, you did um, not. I did the Titanic one. There's a lot more. I took a bunch out. Why did you reword the Titanic one and not the Step Brothers I didn't reword one? it. I took out a bunch of like the director's lines and stuff, like describing stuff. I took a bunch of that you out. You should have took out Monet, because that, really that one really threw me for a little bit. I didn't man. think you would struggle with that. It is Monet. That is, it is that Monet. Is a fact. Well, yeah. if had I, maybe if I'd seen the movie, I would know. Yeah, but you know, you did a really good job as Dale. Play good Dale. Thanks. You didn't do bad. You curly-headed. <laughs> Don't. Uh, that's, that's a good one. It's a good movie. It is a good, Very good movie. movie. Fantastic movie. It's, so, would you say it's yeah. the best Will Ferrell movie? No, I'm, it's it's top two, top three. It's top three. What's your what's your one? Uh, I really like the other guys. Yeah. And I respect it. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. And then Step Brothers. In, in no particular order, those are my top three. I don't think I can narrow it down to just one. I'm not as big as Step Brothers as everybody else is. I do like it a lot, but I would put both Anchorman and the other guys above it, probably. Really? Anchorman's, I love Anchorman, Anchorman's dude. funny. It's so quotable. It's hilarious. There's so many good quotes from that movie. I know. I yeah. won't go to them because a lot of them are inappropriate, but <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. And then Step Brothers is perfect. Like, the 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 lion and the, the tuna. Like, I, I quote that all the time. I know. Yeah. Like, it's really... You should have typed that up. Maybe no, that but that's like, that's a one-sided one. I'd have killed that scene, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I I just try, I tried to make stuff with with two characters. You know, that's kind of more of a one sided one. Mark Wahlberg doesn't really have much dialogue in that little discussion. Don't th- but yeah, yeah you can, yeah I you're think, right. I you're mean right. it's it's a lot of Will Ferrell and then Olberg kind of at the robots. Yeah, so the scenes I was trying to type up. You know, in back and forth. Yeah, I was going out in the middle of the ocean and I would freaking eat. <laughs> just yeah. like for a lion in the middle of the ocean, lions don't like water. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Makes me laugh every time. I know. Sorry. It's, I love that movie. It's that's good. Okay. It's a great movie. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps taking his gun and he gives him a rape whistle instead of a even. The, and then he gives him a wooden gun. Like, it's funny. He's like, I'm not gonna lie. We're in Las Vegas. <laughs> He's how many times I tell you guys to, to stop messing with Urshan? Terry, how many times? Two. He tells it two two times. He two told times. us two times to stop. I love that. It's a great movie. I know. That's why it's like yeah. my favorite one. That's your favorite, though. Put that. Yeah, probably. It it's hard to narrow it, but yeah, I really love that movie. He just has such a legendary lineup of films. He's got a legendary career. He does. Mark Wahlberg does too. Oh, Wahlberg yeah. really does. He he's I racked them up. I was thinking really about that. good. Well, the thing is for Wahlberg, he's got a series of really good serious movies. Yeah. Like The Fighter and Invincible mm-hmm. and others, uh, and then 
some some of the best comedic movies. Ted. Yeah, yeah Ted. And yeah. the other guys. He was in that one Daddy's Home, too, yeah, with Will Ferrell. Yeah. So they were in I, that I think one together. his favorite, or my favorite movies, at least of him, are the ones that he does with uh, Peter Burt. So his Lone Survivor, The Patriot's Day, mm-hmm. um, the one where he's on the oil. Deepwater Horizon. Yep. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah. like the true stories. Yeah. Those are those are good. Those are really good. Yeah. And he can play anything, really. He, yeah, he's he was in a Planet of the Apes a movie, like years ago. When he was really young. Yeah, when he was, was one of his first roles. I hear it's really bad. But he was in it. It was one of his first roles. Yeah. And I don't think he... He probably wasn't the lead, I don't think. I think he was. I mean, he was in The Departed, too. Yeah. He was in The Departed. He had a smaller role in The Departed, yeah. but... Yeah. But there's so... I mean, he's in a ton of... Yeah. He's a stud. Of movies, yeah. Love Wahlberg. Do they still have that show, Wahlburgers? It's like, is that, is that I think still so. Show? I used to watch that all the time. I know you did, and then you just kind of stopped, but I forgot about it for a long time. Know, it, but... it, um, it was... I mean, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. But I don't think it, it might. I don't know. I know their franchise is expanding. I think Indianapolis is getting one. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I never I never got, I mean, I don't know. Wahlbergs are interesting. You got Donnie on Blue Bloods, too. I don't so. know. They're all, not all, there's two, like, there's like two, there's actors. two, but there's two big ones. Yeah. And the rest. But isn't the third brother, he's the one who had the restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the oldest, I think. Is he? I think so. Maybe not. It's I interesting. Know, yeah, he. I think he, he does. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Imagine being in that family. Imagine being a Wahlberg. Like that's insane. I know. Marky Mark. They, they started <laughs> out as a band. Yeah. And then he became a Calvin Klein model. Yeah. He's had a very wraparoundish career. Yeah. He's had a lot of highs. Has he had lows? Not many lows. Not many lows. <laughs> he's a good guy too. He's had no. He's just no had a... conspiracies. No. You know, bad things. He's just had a lot of really good highs just in different ways. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the score in their game game, by the way? They won. They did? It ended the same one that I announced. I really should have bet the spread. <laughs> I knew they weren't going to win by more than three touchdowns. Yeah. But that's hype. You love to hear it. You I love know. to hear it. <clears throat> I just got a notification that said the Big Ten's going to have a conference on Sunday. Really? To talk about their... They are... A uh, conference vote on when to start football season could take place as early as tomorrow. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they don't have a season, yeah. to be honest. I saw something that said that they thought the ACC, like right after they announced, they thought the ACC was going to announce that they weren't having a season two. And then the ACC said Notre Dame, and then Notre yeah. Dame got in the discussion, and the AC was like, ACC was like, let's, let's have a season. We got yeah. Notre Dame playing with us. Yeah. And so then they kind of left the Big Ten out to, out to dry and made them look really bad. Everybody better say thank you to Notre Dame. Yeah, go Irish, baby. I don't know how you don't have a season. You send all these kids to school. Yeah. They're around 200, 300, 400 different people. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have a season, what's stopping them from going to the bar? Yeah. Going to a party? Mm -hmm. Because if they get sick, they get sick. I mean, they're in good enough shape that if they're sick, they're fine. But now if you have a season, they're not going to go out and do things because if they get sick then they can't have practice Mm -hmm. and kind of like the situation you guys were put in. Yeah. Two weeks you're out Mm -hmm. and in college football, two weeks is make or break. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. So they're safe enough to go to class with a bunch of other kids who could care less if they're sick or not, Mm -hmm. but they can't play football when they would want to stay. I don't know. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. When there'd be an incentive to to stay safe and stay inside. I think Saban said that same thing too. Yeah. 
he said he said something along the lines of like <clears throat> say what you want but i feel more i feel like they'll be safer in our hands than they would just doing whatever they would without playing football yeah. and i could like that makes complete sense to me all this COVID stuff, it, n- not much of this COVID stuff makes sense to me in if, general. If they don't have something to stay safe for or play, you know. What's the reason? What's the reason? There's no incentive. Yeah, there's no, there's the no incentive. reason to not just go out and be a kid? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone else. Because everybody. At every other college. Because people will say like, oh, they won't want to like get other people sick. Like, yeah, people, kids are self, are selfish. Like humans are selfish. Guys are going to do whatever they want to do because yeah. one, I mean, one, they're in college. Like they want to do stuff that college kids do. Man. And especially twenty to twenty-five year old exactly. college kids are probably the most selfish people. Exactly, the most selfish age group. Yeah, we always feel invincible because I'm in that age range now too. Mm-hmm. That kids that age always feel like they'll be okay. I'll just do what I want. And I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. You know, and so but playing football, they'd be like, I can't do that, or mm-hmm. else I'm gonna blow it mm-hmm. for the whole team. Because if you get it, you're probably gonna spread it to one of your teammates, and it's just gonna spread. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to be that guy that yeah. shuts down your team or exactly. shuts down your conference because yeah. you're stupid and you went out and did something. Which is what's funny about Daniel House Jr. <laughs> letting <laughs> someone into his room. You know, he yeah. couldn't just keep it in his pants. He had to do something. <laughs> you know. I mean, all he had to do was wait three more days, and they were gonna get beat by the Lakers. I heard it was a COVID like team, like like a tester, like one of the ladies who was like doing the testing for I COVID. I don't know who it was. Yeah. Like a mat- moves, though. That guy's got <laughs> swapping his nose. I mean, it would be different if he played. I mean, the guy doesn't even play. So that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right though. He waited like two, three more days. They were gonna leave the bubble anyway. So I don't know. <laughs> he he would have been free to go wherever he wanted, but yeah. instead he just had to. Hey, what a man needs, he needs. I guess that's the, that's the time for it. I don't know. At that point, he was probably thinking, "Oh, we're getting eliminated anyway." It's like, who cares at this point? I wonder what his teammates said to him. <clears throat> well, I feel th- then they played Game Seven like the day after the story broke or something like that. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I feel like he might get released. Like Since that's that's a fair like he doesn't even play. Period. Like they might just say we're gonna release him. So I mean that might be one of the biggest decisions of his life right there, <laughs> having a a COVID nineteen testing lady in the Orlando bubble into his room. And just like that's so stupid. I can't imagine. I can't well, they said it was that. him and Tyson Chandler. That's really? Right. Yeah. Tyson Chandler did it too. And I didn't know that. Apparent, apparently, they're saying stupid, but they're like, let Tyson Chandler take the blame so House can play because he gets six, seven minutes a game. Mm. Chandler didn't play, so mm. I don't know what they're gonna do. But either way, you wait four more days and you're done. Yeah. You can pack ship and head back to Houston. But. That's hilarious to me, dude. I yeah. can't believe that. Yeah, there's, there's been some crazy stories about that bubble. <laughs> there have. It's been it's been a big success though for the most yeah, part, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. It's been a huge success. Give credit where credit is due to Adam Silver. And Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad. There wasn't anything going on. Yeah. And getting basketball back, kind of. Yeah, life would be pretty boring it, right it now. It felt like kind of a step in the right direction. Yeah. But. I guess it's not really been. I think if the I think the NBA continuing on with the bubble was huge because if they hadn't done that, then the odds of you know baseball playing or the odds of honestly the odds of football the NFL starting could have been affected. You right. know if basketball hadn't started up and they hadn't proved that it could be done, then yeah. NFL probably could have been affected. They might have been hesitant to start on time. Well, they, they might have fans. postponed. The NFL did. Kansas yeah. City had had fans the other night. Yeah, not not full though. They have limitations, no, don't they? I think it was like twenty percent. Yeah, I was gonna 25%. say. I was gonna say there's like they didn't have nearly full stands, but 
Yeah. That, that's still crazy. I mean, I, we were watching Notre Dame earlier. They had some they had student section there. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't the <clears throat> typical Notre Dame student section, but it was. There were still people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's made it work. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get Ian out of here. It's about six thirty. Oh yeah, it is. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, no, Chris you do not kid, close out my show. Ian, the Doctor Robertson, <laughs> Will, the Chief Engineer of Laughter and Cheer O'Connor. Yeah. Director Will here. All right. Yeah, we'll close it out. We'll Will, the we'll anchor O'Connor. <laughs> thanks for tuning into the OC show. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace.